The message you are about to hear was preached at the Fountain of Life Church in Lukwiju, Lagos. Be blessed as you listen. Glory to the Prince of Peace, to the Lord of Lords. What a joy to be a part of World Explosion 2021. It's always joy to be part of this great conference. I believe that this year will not be an exception. Last year actually had been very, very traumatic around the world. The enemy struck and thought that that would be the end of everyone. But God is always supreme. He's always sovereign in every situation. And I want to let you know that he was never taken unawares. There is nothing the devil did last year that took God unawares. And I want to encourage you that all things work together for good. More lives were touched all over the world. And now if you have lost someone, if you have uh, been any way affected by this pandemic and the mutations, don't ever lose hope. There is hope for you. God will give you cause to rejoice. He will give you cause to celebrate. I pray the comfort of the Holy Spirit upon each and every one of you. I know it could be painful, but listen, the God that you and I serve does not jump ship. He's still with you. He will do everything that he, in his power to ensure that you have testimonies in your lips. We keep on putting you in prayers. And to my son in whom I wear, please, Pastor Taiwo and Nomti, I want to celebrate you. I thank God for your life, your commitment, your dedication, faithfulness. You are always a source of pride to us. And uh, I believe that God's Purpose concerning you will never be truncated. His intention for you, no power will abort it. You will always have cause to rejoice and to celebrate. And fountain will continue to grow from strength to strength, from glory to glory. Amen. Let's dive into the word of God. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 8 and 9. 1 Samuel 17, verses 8 and 9. And he stood, he there... Uh, 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 is Goliath and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them why are you come out to set your battle in array am not I a Philistine and ye servants to Saul choose you a man I want you to take note of that very statement choose you a man for you and let him come down to me verse 9 if he be able to fight with me to kill me then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and servos. Drop down to 48 to 54. 48 in that same chapter to verse 54. Drop down. Glory to God. And it came to pass when the Philistines arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk into the forehead and it fell upon his face to the earth. Next verse. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took the sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and of Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines. Until thou come to the valley and to the gates of Ekron, and the wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way to Sharon, even unto Gad and unto Ekron. And the children of Israel returned from chasing after the Philistines, and they spoiled their tents. Verse 54 And David took the head of Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. Let's go to. John chapter 19, verse 30, one verse. John 19, verse 30. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished, and bowed his head 
and gave up the ghost. We're going to be speaking on the theme of this conference, which is possessing your possession. Possessing your possession. Let's bow our hearts in prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you because we have not come to Mount Zion, Mount Sinai. We've come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, the spirit of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and the blood of sprinkling that speaks better thing than the blood of Abel. We thank you for Mount Zion. We exalt you. Thank you because as we go into the world, you've given me clarity of thoughts. You've given me precision of expression. Thank you because every eye and ear and heart of your people are open to receive the mysteries of the kingdom. Thank you because eternity will be deposited in their hearts. For all you have done, all you will do, the glory, the honor is ascribed to you. And everyone that believes the prayer, shout aloud, amen. Amen and amen. You will notice that the theme of our conference, which is possessing your possession, is already giving us indication that we have a possession. There is something that belongs to us already. We are not trying to possess. It's already ours. But the problem is that a lot of people do not know how to take what belongs to them. They do not know how to take what belongs to them. Hear this. The world will not give you what you expect. Things will not fall on you like a bag of sherry. It is your responsibility to go for it, to take it based on your understanding of what has been made available to you. Possessing your possession means it's already yours. It's already paid for. It's not going to be paid for. It's already paid for. Your desire, what you need, have been made available to you. Up front, let me declare by the authority of heaven that whatever belongs to you, the enemy will not take it from you. What God has proposed for you, no power of the devil will truncate it. The enemy will not succeed in delaying you. He will not succeed in making you tarry. God will ensure that what he has designed will be yours in the name of Jesus. You will not be the, your days of wilderness experience. That is walking and walking and not seeing results. Your days of visualizing and not actualizing are over. You will possess your possession. You will possess it because it's an already done deal. Glory to God. In our text, in the Bible where we've just read, in John, you will notice that Jesus said, it is finished. That is what the premise on which I stand to declare to you, that is an already done deal. When he said it is finished, it means that the job had been completely complete and perfectly perfect. That's why he sat down. He gave up the ghost, and then when he ascended, he sat down. He's no more walking. He's completely complete and perfect. Now, the Greek word for that word, it is finished, is teleo. Teleo. And then another root word comes out of it, tetelestai. Tetelestai means, in three, look at it from three dimensions. In commerce, it means that no more debt is owed. Like in a, a business, in commerce, you can go into a business house and there's something you like to buy, but you don't have all the money. You drop some money and go away. You can't take the goods until you finish paying. But when Jesus said that the last time, it means in commerce that the goods have been paid for and the goods should be released. And so everything the devil has taken from you, I command it to be released in the name of Jesus. It will not be taken. It has been fully paid for and should be released. It should no more be kept in layaway. In the legal profession, when you say tetelestai, it means you are 
fully served the death sentence. The, 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 the criminal was sentenced and he went to jail and served all the full jail term. And if you have served the term, you cannot go back and suffer or be rearrested for the same offense. So that means you are discharged, acquitted, case closed. No more appeal. Whatever claims of justice the enemy has against you, you have been discharged. You have been acquitted. The case is closed. There can be no appeal. You are discharged. You are released from sickness, from bondage, from everything that hell has to offer. It's already done. This is a revelation. This is a mindset we must have. Because when you have a mindset of victory, then the battle is easy. When you have a mindset that is already done, your battle is easy. And in warfare, Tetelestai means that the battle is won. No more battle. Completely won. You are not going to fight another one. Because Jesus fought the battle for us and gave us a victory. He rose triumphant over death, hell, and grave. And declared that all power in heaven and earth have been given unto you. Go you therefore and preach the gospel. Exercise dominion over the forces of darkness. No matter what the devil brings, you already have the victory. I declare it once again. You already have the victory over sickness, over disease, over pain, over agony, over frustration, over fear, over death. You already have the victory. No matter the challenge in your profession, in your job, you already have the victory. Whatever the attack is, even in your ministry, you already have the victory. Victory is yours. Lift up your hand and shout hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. I am excited. You will notice, listen, understand the nature of the warfare we are involving. It's a warfare of one man. Everyone doesn't need to fight. That's the nature. That's the understanding. That's the mentality you must have. When you understand, no wonder Paul continued to pray for the church for revelation. He prayed for us in the book of Ephesians 1 from 17 that the God of glory might give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened to know the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and exceeding greatness of his power towards us. The power that was wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principality, power, might and dominion and every name that's named not only in this world the world to come Yes, and has put everything under his feet and made him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. God's people are destroyed, not because the devil is powerful, but lack of knowledge. But lack of knowledge. Because of lack of knowledge, true knowledge shall the judge be delivered. True knowledge shall the judge be delivered. When you know you'll be able to do warfare with ease. When you know, the enemy will always bow to you. In fact, when you show up, he will scram. When you show up, he will always scram. I'm tired of the devil eating your lunch. I'm tired of the devil taking what God had paid for. The, the, greatest, the greatest honor you can do to God is to enjoy the reason why he died. Why do you think that Jesus came? Why do you think he came? Why do you think he came here on earth? It is to ensure that all that God proposed for you, the enemy will not take it. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. In the book of 1 Samuel 17, where we read, you know the story. Everyone understands and knows the story of Goliath and David. Even those in kindergarten can tell it Oh, yes, well, even when their eyes are closed, you know the story. But the Bible is such that it's alive. 
It's not something that you read and say you, are, you already un understand all the imports of the story. It's a revelation. We need revelation. The more you know, the stronger you become. You will see there, Philistine came against Saul and his army. Saul and the army of Israel are a type of the church that has no revelation. They don't understand the working knowledge of the covenant rights they have. Many believers have covenant rights that have been made available to them, but are walking about naked. A lot of believers have the, all the blessings that God has given to them. They are entitled to walk in victory in every area, and yet because of lack of understanding of their covenant rights and privilege, covenant heritage, they are going without and hiding from the enemy. Saul was hiding from Goliath and his army. Saul were hiding in the trench. It time for 40 days, Goliath would step out and threaten them. They were so fearful of Goliath that they could not come out of the trench. He would threaten them that I want a man, just one man. I don't want all of you. Give me one man that will fight with me. If he succeeds in defeating me, then we will all serve you. One man. But what was Saul doing? They were hiding. You'll be shocked how many believers are hiding because they have been threatened by the devil. He's bombarding their minds, telling them how powerful he is. Let me tell you, the devil is a defeated foe. He's already a defeated foe. He's not going to be defeated. But as long as you are ignorant, he will always take you for granted. Those that know their God shall be strong. And they shall do exploits. When you know your God and know what he has made available to you. There is nothing the enemy brings against you. Yes, I'm talking about possessing your possession. Because the only thing holding you back is ignorance. It's ignorance. Once you understand the price has been paid. Victory is already gotten. It's complete. What is it that will come against you that can defeat you? And they were hiding. Come out of the trench. This is the time to run after the devil. Take from his hands what he has taken from you. It is not God holding you back. As far as heaven's economy is concerned, your healing is already gotten. Your miracle is already gotten. Victory is already yours. That is heaven's economy. So he comes out every day and threatens them. The first voice they will hear in the morning was the voice of Goliath, their enemy. And the last voice they will hear is his voice. And say there was a stronghold in their hearts. They became agitated, anxious, distressed, frustrated, discouraged and confused, defeated. Is that you? Is that where you are today? What voice are you hearing? These are the days when we must hear God's voice. You cannot afford to take, to, 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 to take for granted the, the hour and the days that we are in. They are dangerous days. The enemy is throwing darts and his intention is to take you out. What are you hearing? How deep are you in the word of God? Because your answer is in the incorruptible word. The infallible, errorless, impregnable word of God. The word of God is settled forever in heaven. Oh yes, when you have understanding of what God has made available, no battle will threaten you. Every day he came out and said to them, give me a man. Take note of that. It's a divine principle. I want a man. That's the nature of the warfare. If you defeat me, 
we will serve you. But if, you de- if I defeat you, you will serve us. This was coming from the lips of Goliath, which was a type of the devil. Devil was in effect saying, if he's defeated, he will bow his knee to God's people. And so, the scripture now tells us, you know the story, what happened. That David came from the backside of the desert. David is like in a church. Oh yes, the church within the church that understands and have revelation. The church within the church that knows the working, working knowledge, have a working knowledge of the covenant that God has made for them. He understands the relationship he had with God, that God was with him. If God be for you, who can be against you? David, who had developed a relationship with God at the backside of the desert. Yes, David never cared what the devil says. He had learned to speak of the Lord. Yes, I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. I won't say of the devil. I say of the Lord. Some of you are busy saying of the devil. I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. In my God, I put my trust. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. On whom shall I be afraid? Who is your strength? Who is your light? On whom are you depending on? Many a day who have risen up against me, they have told me that there is no hope for me in God. But my God is my glory and the lifter up of my head. My God is my glory. I will not speak of the devil. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for you, who can be against you? Who are you talking about? You shocked about how many people are rehearsing what the devil is saying. When David came to Saul and said that he was going to fight Goliath, you'll be shocked to notice that Saul began to speak for the devil, was speaking for Goliath. He said to David, you cannot fight against him, you're a small boy. Isn't like many people who say they are believers. I can't fight against him. That's an insult to redemptive work. I can't go against the enemy that is already defeated. He was speaking. Saul was speaking for the devil, actually boasting and glorifying the devil. And you wonder why things are not working. Who are you making your boasting? (laughs) Who are you boasting in? Because for me, I have decided my boast is in God, the Almighty, the possessor of heaven and earth. In whom do you make your boast? The champion of the heavenly host. Oh, the lion of the tribe of Judah. In you, I make my boast. In you, I make my boast. So Saul was busy rehearsing. You know, I, I suspect that the, the distress and the battering of this pandemic has so much put pressure on believers to the point that they are not rehearsing. When you see believers gather together, they are busy rehearsing what the devil has done, the devastation, how things are tough, no food to eat, my business is closed down. Oh, my shop is down. I can't pay my rent. I cannot pay my hospital bill. I can't pay school fees. I cannot do that. As if God is gone on vacation. As if God is falling off his seat. There is nothing that is confronting you that is an accident or that has taken God unawares. It depends on your perspective. The last time I checked, this God is still sitting down laughing at the devil. What is it that is facing you? that you think will overrule and overtake you. You already have victory. I say it again, you already have victory. I say it again, you already have the victory. It is not, you are not going to have. Jesus got the victory for us. It is finished. 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 Victory is yours. Hallelujah. We give him the praise. So David knew that it was already a done deal. 
He was not going to fight Goliath. No. He wasn't going to fight Goliath. He knew that Goliath was already a dead man. He said, Brother Mike, how do I know? Because at the backside of the desert, the Father has assured him, I will never, never leave you, nor forsake you. I will never, David, leave you, nor forsake you. My covenant will I not break, nor alter that which is gone out of my mouth. If I've said it, I will do it. If I've spoken it, I'll bring it to pass. No mountain will be able to stand before you. Tempest may rage and billows may toss high. But I declare that you already have victory. So when you go to Goliath, you see, the reason we keep on glorifying the devil is because we refuse to spend time with God. We spend time with the wrong things. The more of God you know, the stronger you become. For those that know their God, Daniel eleven thirty two, shall be strong. David, though a young man, he knew God. He knew God. You can tell. When you read the book of Psalms, you'll be excited about how much he made the boast in God. He knew God very well. And so his boast was always in God. And so when David was told by Saul that he would not be able to fight Goliath because he was a small boy. And David said to Goliath, let me tell you my testimony. That I was tending my father's sheep. One day a lion came and took one of the sheep. Just one. I refuse. I refuse to sacrifice that one. Some of you have sacrificed one. And then the enemy came for two. You sacrificed that one again. He came for number three. You sacrificed it. The more sacrifice and, 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 and compromise you make, the more he keeps coming against you. David said, I will not compromise one. He went after it. He said, Saul, I went after it and tore the mouth of the lion and took out my sheep. Go after the devil and take what it belongs to you. I went after him and took what belongs to me from his mouth. He said, another day a bear came thought that I will back, back down. I went after the bear, tore his mouth, and took my sheep from him. Let me tell you, God, in every battle you face in life, don't forget this. The battle has been taken from the battle. <laughs> the battle you are facing, God had already taken the battle from the battle. In every pain you go through, he has always, he's already taken away the pain from the pain. He's already taken away the pain from the pain. That's why Jesus said it is finished. That was why David could run after, run towards the Goliath, run towards the bear and the lion. He didn't back down. He says, Saul, this Philistine uncircumcised. Heaven does not recognize him. I'm God's ambassador. I'm anointed by God to walk the works of God. I am God's powerhouse. I can never fail. I am a terror to the devil. There is a power at work in me that makes the rulers of darkness to tremble. I cannot run. Others can run but not me. Because I know who my God is. Oh, hallelujah. I know who my God is. I know the God I serve. I know. It's that same God that delivered Moses. Who is like unto thee? Oh God, who is like unto thee? Glorious in holiness. Fearful in praises. Doing wonders. What a mighty God we serve. Heaven and earth adore you. Angels bow before you. He's the emperor and monarch of the universe who sits in the circles of the earth and behold inhabitants like grasshopper, upholding all things by the word of his power. I went after the enemy. I didn't care about his claws. I didn't care about his teeth because I know the pain had been taken away from the pain. Oh, the battle had been taken from the battle. Who is this uncircumcised? He's going to come down like the lion. And the bear. The God that did it before will do it again. For he's the God that does not change. And so David 
said to Saul, I'm not even going to go with your armor because it's not proven. In warfare, we don't fight with carnal weapons. If that weapon could have helped Saul, he could have. He didn't need David, but he couldn't help him. Some trust in chariots, some in horses. But I will remember the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I will remember the name of the Lord. I will not, I will not trust in horses and chariots. Once I go with the name of the Lord, because the scripture says that his name, every knee must bow. I command every knee, knee of sickness, disease, bow in the name of Jesus. Bow in the name of Jesus. Every obstacle impediment harassing your life, molesting you, I command them now in the name of Jesus to bow right now. In the name of Jesus, I command your release by the authority of heaven. In the name that is above every name. It's a new day for you. It's a new day. Your wilderness experience are over. Your desert experience are over. You are entering into your wealthy place. A place where all the table is already spread. A place where you can now sit and begin to enjoy all that God has given. Healing belongs to you. Miracle belongs to you. Deliverance, prosperity, abundance, life. Oh, they all belong to you. Whatever it is that the enemy had taken from you. I command them to be released. All the years that caterpillar, pamawan, locust, kankawana have eaten, I command that they be restored. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you the praise. And so David, the scripture tells us, now came to Goliath. And when he saw David, what Goliath did not understand is that God does not fight with stature. How big or how tall, how short? It's how much do you know me? When he saw David, he disdained him, the scripture says. He, he mocked him and said, look at this small boy. Is it this, this small boy? But God has, has a, a reputation for using the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Weak things to confound the mighty. Yes, base things, things that are despised. Things that are not to bring to God the things that are. That no flesh will glory in his sight. Goliath, you are coming down by the hands of David. I want to declare to you by the authority of heaven, your Goliath is coming down. By your hands, never despise yourself. God values you. He has empowered you. There is a power at work in you. There is a power at work in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Confident expectation. Joyful, confident expectation of glory. That's what you should expect. Don't ever expect defeat. Don't ever expect disappointment. Don't ever expect frustration, discouragement, fear. Don't expect that. Christ in you, the joyful, confident expectation of glory. Glory is your portion. Hallelujah. Glory. It's your portion, not defeat. I see you at the top. I see your, I hear your testimony. I see you overcoming your circumstance. It's a new day. You are entering your wedding place in the name of Jesus Christ. And so David said to him, you are coming to me with your swords. Come to me with your armor. You're coming to me in the name of your God. He said, thou comest to me with the sword and with the spear. And with shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, who had the fight. Don't you dare think it is me you are fighting. Whoever touches me has touched God. We are the apple of his eyes. It's not me. <laughs> the next verse, look at what he said. This day, and this is the day. This is the day I came to fountain to let you know that this is the day that the Lord will deliver all your enemies into your hands. This is the day that brings an end to your wandering in the desert. An end to frustration, discouragement, confusion, intimidation. An end to death, to tragedy, misfortune. An end to delay in your life. And I will smite. Look at that. You see, when you take your stand in God, God takes over. I will smite thee and take thy head from thee. 
His authority over you is broken. Satan's authority over your life is broken. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day into the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Next verse. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's. And he'll give you into my hands. Get ready to go home with spoils today. Get ready for celebration. Get ready for a new beginning. Because something fresh is coming your way. Next verse. And it came to pass. When the Philistines arose. And came and drew nigh to David. That David hasted. Look at that. And ran toward the army to meet the Philistines. He ran. He did not retreat. When you retreat, you lose the battle. The enemy will shoot you from behind. And that's why there are no battles. No weapons for your back. All the weapons of warfare are in your front. Oh yes. Not at the back. No retreat for a child of God. And David put his hand in his back. And took thence a stone. And slung it. And smote the Philistine in his forehead. That the stone sunk into the forehead. And he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed. I declare that you prevail over your issue. Today in the name of Jesus. You prevail over your circumstance. In the name of Jesus. That David prevailed over the Philistine. With a sling and with a stone. And smote the Philistine. And slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Next verse. Therefore David ran. And stood upon the Philistine, took his sword, and drew it out of the sheath thereof, and slew him, and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. Remember, remember, remember that the principle is if our leader dies, we will all serve you. If your leader dies, you will all serve us. That's the principle. Suddenly, all their weapons became incapacitated because they all began to run. The multitudes of the army began to run. Haven't you noticed that the devil has been running from you? Haven't you noticed that he has been running? He understands this principle. He has been running. He had dropped all the things that belong to you and running. But your ignorance is making you fearful. Look at that. And the men of Israel and of Judah, look at that. That's what the church should be doing. That's why I told you that you are not going to fight for possession. Because your possession is already guaranteed. It has been paid for. It has been fought for. That the last time. Completely complete, perfectly perfect. It's already done. You are not going to fight again. Those of you who are busy fighting the devil, well done. Keep on fighting. Brother, my, what should I do? Enforce his defeat. Enforce his defeat. Enforce his defeat. Stand your ground. Move towards him. Let him know he has no right over what belongs to you. That's our position. Look at it. And the men of Israel and Judah, they arose. I challenge you today to arise. They arose. They shouted. They arose and shouted the shout of victory. Every time there is a shout of victory, heaven, heaven begins to move in a, a unique way. They arose and shouted and pursued. Are you in pursuit of, your, of what Jesus gave to you? They pursued the Philistines until they came to the valley and to the gates of Ekron. And wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way of Shariam, even unto Gath and unto Ekron. And the children of Israel, look at that, returned from chasing after the Philistines and they spoiled their tents. They spoiled. They went to their tents and took everything they possessed their possession. 
they possessed their possession. Why? They arose. They understood that all that was needed was for David to defeat Goliath. That was all. They, no, they were, there was no reason again to fear the armies of Goliath. No reason to fear the armies of the Philistines. No reason. Why? Because they have been dispossessed. They have become immobile. They could not operate with their weapons any longer. Because the principle is very clear. And so they went in and took their spoil. And David went and brought back his head. Brought his head and into his tent. Brought his head into his tent. That's our position in celebrating God. But now, how does it apply to you? The application is that Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, heard our adversary, mortal enemy, Satan, shouting from the valleys of death of the earth, who can defeat me and deliver these ones from my hands? Who is he that can fight me and stop the bondage I put these people under? I'm looking for who can defeat me. Let that person come in this valley and defeat me. And Jesus stripped himself of his deity. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who, though in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. That is in Philippians 2 from verse 5. Made himself of no reputation. Took on the form of a servant and was made in likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and died the death. Not just any type of death. Death of the cross. Shameful, disgraceful death. He left the portals of heaven. Holy heaven. And came to his haters. God haters. People who were hostile to him. He came to say I'm going to redeem you. So that all that my father has ordained for you. Will be yours. He came and paid that price. He came down to that valley. And answered the devil. Say I am the one. That will confront you. I am the one. You are looking for one man. I am the one man. By one man's disobedience, sin came. And sin was passed to all men. By one man's obedience, righteousness was befitted to all men. I'm the one. And Jesus Christ met toe-to-toe -to -toe with the devil in his own domain. And the Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 2 from verse 14. Put it on the screen. He brought out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us. He took it out of the way, nailed it to the cross. All the laws, all the ordinances that the enemy uses to hold us in bondage and accuse us and make us to be sin conscious. He took it out of the way. He nailed it to the cross. In other words, he disarmed the weapon which the devil uses to accuse God's people. And then what did he do? Verse 15. Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly and triumphed over them in it. That's what it is. He spoiled the devil and his cohorts, messed him up, paralyzed him, disgraced him openly for everyone to see that the devil we are afraid of is a defeated foe. Why are you afraid? So what are we supposed to do? This is the time to now begin to celebrate the goodness of God. When he spoiled him, he declared that all power in heaven and earth have been given to us. Everything he did was for us. Just like everything Goliath did was for the Philistines. Everything he did was for us. So the greatest honor we can give to him is to become all that he died to give us. Victory is already ours. Romans 4.25 says he was delivered for our offenses and raised for our justification. And chapter, chapter 5.1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God 
through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into this grace, where we stand and rejoice in the glory of God. We stand in grace. We stand in favored ground. Hear this, anywhere you go, whether you live in Mushi, you are stand, you, wherever you are standing, that very space you are standing is a favored ground. It's not about location, it's about what you carry. You are standing on favored ground. Whether you live in America, you are standing on favored ground. Whether you are right now in hospital, you are standing on favored ground. Whatever you are passing through, understand you are standing on favored ground. And that favor will bring you out of that situation. Have understanding, it will bring you out so that you begin to enjoy the wealthy place that the father has given to you oh yes and so Paul says henceforth know we no man after the flesh because if any man be in Christ 2 Corinthians 5, 16 and 17 is a new creation all things are passed away 2 Corinthians 5, 16, 17 all things have become new. All things have become new. All things. You're a new species of being. Stop looking at yourself after the flesh. You are not weak. You are strong. You are mighty. As he is, so you are. Glory to God. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Yes, righteousness that assures you that now you are no more sin conscious. You stand before God as if sin does not exist. You stand before God without any sense of fear, inferiority, condemnation, accusation, or judgment. You stand always right with God. You are always right. He said he knew no sin, 2 Corinthians 5.21, and he became sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. That we might be made your righteousness status authorizes you to possess your possession. Authorizes you to stand against the devil and his cohorts. Romans 5, 17, he says to us, by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more, they who receive the abundance of grace and gift of righteousness shall reign. Shall reign. You are called to reign. Not to run from the devil. Reign. Reign over the devil. 1 John 5, 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We are world overcomers. We are circumstance overcomers. We are situation overcomers. Whatever comes against us, we overcome them. We are world overcomers. Can I hear loud amen? Glory to God. That's where you are. Christ has been made unto you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. When you glory, glory in him. That's who you are. Bible says in 2 Corinthians 2.14, we should not be celebrating God in all the battles of our life. Now thanks be to God who causes us always to triumph and make it in Christ and make it manifest the service of his love by us in every place. Glory to God. Romans 8, by, he said, there is therefore now, now, now. Don't walk in condemnation. Don't walk in accusation. Listen, don't allow your righteousness status to be agitated by the devil. No, you are already righteous and nothing can change that. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Watch this. What the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending the son, the only son, in likeness of sinful flesh for sin. Condemn sin in the flesh. Sin has been condemned. Stop thinking sin. Condemn sin in the flesh. Sin, your sin, past, present and future have been condemned. condemned it in his flesh. For what reason? That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. You see that? Everything that is a promise is now ours. We are not under cause. No believer is under cause. You place yourself under cause when you accepted that you are under cause. In Christ, no cause for the believer. You are already delivered. That the righteousness of the Lord might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh. 
but after the spirit. Might be fulfilled in us. Might be fulfilled in us. So you don't have to be carnally minded. You have to be spiritually minded. Renew your mind to what God has already done. We are being quickened. We are being made to raise and made to sit together. That's your position. Position of power and authority. Stop being distressed and stressed up and confused. Sit and rest. Rest. Don't be in the company of those who are not able to mix what belongs to them with faith. Paul said that we should fear less a rest that has been provided for us. Any one of us will come short of it. Hebrew chapter 4 from verse 1. He said we should fear. That's the challenge of the believer. Let us therefore fear, not the devil. Not the devil. Lest a promise be left for us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Don't be in the them. Don't be among the them. Be among the us. But the word preached did not profit them. It didn't profit them because they didn't believe it. Because all things are possible to them that believe. Not be mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed, we which have believed, we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Look at verse 11. Drop down to verse 11. Verse 11 of that Hebrew. Let us labor. Your effort now should be to enter into that rest. Lest any man of you shall fall after the same example of unbelief. When you have doubts and unbelief, the enemy will eat your lunch. He will eat your lunch and pass the plate for you to, to, to wash and, and pack. That's where a lot of believers are. Let me tell you, this is not the time for a fizzy. Not the time for a fizzy. A fizzy will not help you in the time of battle. This is the time to stand solidly. Bible says, my son, attend to my word, incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For it's life to those who found it and health and healing to their flesh. And guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs 4, 20 to 23. You guard your hearts with your, the word of God. Because after you are finished dancing and sweating and high-fiving and all that, let me tell you, and you are jumping from place to place looking for, at the time the enemy comes, those things will not help you. How much of the world are you into? Everything is collapsing. Everything is failing. I have decided I want to hook up with something that does not fail. As he is, so I am here. 1 John 4, 17. As he is now exalted, I'm in charge anywhere I go. I raise up my head high with boldness, with confidence, with assurance. Oh, yes, because that's how I am. And we have overcome them, little children. He tells us in 1 John 4, 4, for greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. Thank you. Now. Are you the sons of God? He said in 1 John 3 from verse 1, Beloved, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. We are sons of God now. It does not yet appear what we should be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall see him as he is and we shall be like him. That's what it is all about. That's what it's all about. Victory is already ours. It's guaranteed. Say guarantees victory. Ephesians 2.10 says we are his workmanship. Masterpiece of his, of his creation. Especially crafted us. Created unto good works. Which God has before ordained. We should walk therein. That's the greatest thing I can ever do for him. To celebrate the things he did on my behalf. It's your victory. It's your breakthrough. It's your manifestation. 
Stop crying and whining and murmuring and complaining and rehashing what the devil says. It's time to begin to declare the word of, word, word of God. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. In him I put my cross. The songwriter says, be bold, be strong. For the Lord, our God is with us. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord, our God, is with us. I will not be afraid. I will not be dismayed. I'll keep on walking in faith and victory. I'll keep on walking in faith and victory. For the Lord, our God, is with me. This is what you should know today. I want to pray for you. Lift up your hands and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Father, we bless your name. Father, we exalt you. Father, we magnify you. Ringe de bekusikli kotori robo sondolo bobo bobo bo makata la basheto ribonde eribo shigli mondo lande bekusikli poto reketele bekusikli poto ma papa kuria bashande le bekuria come on let me hear your voice let me hear your voice lift it up let there be energy in what lift your let there be energy in your prayers lanko te luba korigando le bekusiklinga ndagada he that Speak it in an unknown tongue, speak it not unto man. He speaketh unto God. Albeit in spirit, he speaketh mysteries. He speaketh mysteries. He speaketh wisdom, which have been ordained for our glory. Open your mouth. He buildeth up himself in the most holy faith. When you pray in tongues, all things are beginning to work together for your good. Because he helps your infirmity, your weakness. He helps your shortcomings. Bekuria lava shata, repecotehu, recotelubo, 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 mandelebecuria bashato, reketurima mamando, lebecushigli mondobo, ayebecushikli cotorio robobo, mande orabashiki, mande orabashiki, elebecusatoria bashando, reketelebe, reketelebe, o ye mashingle mondo bocuria lava, eriba papa curia. Mashando, ekoteri baba romo shingri mundo. In the name of Jesus, Father, I stand by the mandate of heaven and declare that the days of desert and wandering experience are over now. In the name of Jesus, I come against every obstacle, impediment, every hindrance. I come against sickness and disease, pains and agony. I command, let it come to an end now. In the name of Jesus, I declare that there is no divination against you, no enchantment against you. Every delay is lifted. Every obstacle is lifted. I declare that you will not be frustrated, discouraged, or confused. The dream of the tractors against you will not come true. I command evil to bow before you, the wicked to bow at your gate. I command creation to answer to you. In the name of Jesus, your heaven over you will never be shut. Your ground will always produce for you. I release right now creativity, concepts, ideas. Yes, knowledge of witty invention. I speak the blessing of dominion, the blessing of possession, increase, abundance, opportunity, enlightenment, healing upon your life, access and favor. In the name of Jesus, go and take territories. Go and take lands, take new lands. Your voice will not be silenced. I declare it on the authority of God's word. Nothing will cut short your life. You will fulfill your destiny in the name of Jesus. You will live and declare the works of God. Father, I bless them today with the blessing of heaven, the blessing of the earth, and blessing of the deep. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. That's it. I believe that you've been richly blessed. Oh, this God is awesome. I encourage you to get all the tapes of the conference. 
I believe that a lot of people who have walked this pulpit have been a huge blessing to every one of you. Listen to them over and over again until you become one with all the messages. It will help you to possess all that God has already paid for on your behalf. God bless you. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road, by PZ Industries, Off-Town Planning Way, Ilukweju, Lagos. Or write PO Box 698, Shomonu, Lagos. Thank you and God bless you.